the ocean. You literally put your foot in the water and you connected to the whole planet through that fucking water. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's different. And they never go. <laughs> and Santa Monica Pier, which is like the super touristy shit, like Navy Pier, that shit is beautiful. You look out on shit, it's mountains and, oh, like, it's amazing. They just won't even come. They'd rather be on the block. And it's like, you might as well be living in the middle of the country. You know, the way they act, they don't even come to this shit. Barely. That's, that's crazy, but crazy. you'll be surprised man, if you go to almost any, you go to any where in this country and there's clusters of us that that have that mindset dude like this yep, people i'm not leaving atlanta I'm, I'm not leaving this vicinity yep mm-hmm. especially if it's like gang if it's like territorial gang shit it's a difference between like gang shit and territorial <laughs> gang shit la is like thriving on that territorial gang shit yeah. you know what i'm saying you cross the you cross the wrong street you got to answer questions Chicago used to be that way. It ain't so much that way ever since they started fucking moving niggas around and shuffling a deck a little bit and start moving well, niggas to these different neighborhoods where they probably wouldn't even exist before. Yeah. So let me tell you something about here that's really odd in terms of the gang culture and gang neighborhoods and all this stuff. So I'll str- I can't stress this stuff. If you're coming to L.A., mm-hmm. Be careful because nothing is as it seems. So when I was, let me see, maybe a year in, I had to move. I was looking for places. I went to Watts. Now, this is one of, you know, the quote unquote bad areas, bad parts of South Central, whatever, Compton, all of this stuff. I didn't even realize I was over there. Until I saw the um, towers, the towers. So I saw and I was like, wow, that was in that uh, Tyrese. Oh, he from Watts. This is Watts. I was like, wow, nigga, they got flowers in their yard. They don't look, it do not look like, like when you in Chicago and you in the hood, you know. It ain't no, it's a few that's got that kind of like, it looked nice, but the niggas over there kind of wow. But not certain ones, like if you out west, like independence and all, like the lone end, you know you in the hood. It is no denying it. But in LA, it's so, it really, they take care of their stuff, but the neighborhood still be bad. So at night, if I had been over there at night, I would have saw it. But in the daytime, it literally looked like the suburbs. It was weird. It's very, it's weird out here. Like that's how I do. Um, so uh, PNB, PNB Rock cat did this from Philly. He was out here, got killed. This horrible. He was at a. Roscoe's in a bad neighborhood when they showed the Roscoe's and showed everything around it, it looked nice over there, but it's really in the hood. That's the what wrong, I'm saying. Like the, the wrong Roscoe's, <laughs> the wrong one. But if you weren't from here, it wouldn't know. look wrong. It, it, it it's crazy. It's really it's like that's one thing I had to adjust to out here versus Chicago. Like you kind of know where you at. And you act can act accordingly, act how you need, you know, whatever. But out here, I hear you. you. Have to act. 
I hear you, but my situational awareness would tell me act accordingly, oh. no matter where I am. Oh, totally. I mean, that goes without saying, but I'm just saying that the average person who may not always have their head on a swivel, who might not always be in defense mode, heard you, heard you. it could be deceptive because it's literally also, like, what's up? Also, I was going to say, like, you factor in also that, like, what our our age demographic is, and we've watched like the transition of how the gang culture in Chicago kind of mm-hmm. evolved. Like niggas used to be side sensitive and shit. So like a nigga wears had a certain way, that shit would actually pop some shit off. Nowadays, that shit really don't hold as much weight. It, uh, it really don't. Niggas be like, you got a lot of renegade factions and shit in the streets now. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like the streets, the streets is rough. It ain't no, it ain't. It ain't any less dangerous than than before. Actually, it's a little bit more because you never know who these niggas riding with. You know what I'm saying? You got BDs and vice lords teamed up because they just happen to live in the same neighborhood and they don't got no choice in the matter. You dig what I'm saying? And both sides refuse to fucking flip. So they's like, fuck it, let's get this bread together. Let's hit these licks together. Let's stick. I'm gonna stick up the nigga who used to be the OG. That type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Whereas uh, a lot of places still have some form of structure, or at least uh, they they have the imagination that that structure exists. You know, it's it's, it's an interesting construct, but you know. So before the last episode, the the other part of the episode got cut. Weave the shit together, but we were talking about uh, how the music is artificially being changed, right? Right. Six, do you remember what you were saying at that point? Not exactly. About, about how the feeling, the feeling didn't matter anymore in yeah, the music. Yeah. It was just basically going off of off the vibes. Uh, yeah, the, of the off the so-called vibe or the robots that they were trying to engineer mm-hmm. were basically just trying to put out music. That All the AI out. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that goes back to the whole notion of the the, the uh, writing pools and shit like that. You got thirty niggas in a room helping write a song and shit like that. You got 16 niggas helping contribute to a beat or people stealing fucking stems and, and loops to try to make what they consider to be the perfect hit so they can make a quick, ca- you know what I'm saying, cash out. It's like um, like all the elements that, because it's, it's a business before anything, we would like to think as creators that we have some control over it, but we really don't. We just subject to whatever the business practices are at, at that time. So like you have a scenario now where it's like, most of these these rappers are just young, naive people that, that want to be stars. And that's the perfect, that's perfect for the people that actually run this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, you don't care about nothing but being a star. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could give you that. Here, here's a chain. You're part of my label now. I'm gonna put you on my label. This is how you know you signed, because you got a chain. You know what I'm saying? For your birthday, I'm gonna give you a car. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And there's no tangibility for the actual work they put in. So what happened is they end up losing their fucking masters. They start losing they they publishing and shit like that because they don't they the contract don't matter to them no more. It's just all, all about the fame and the rec- and the recording industry needs that type of naivete in order to thrive nowadays. Because when you got people that are a little bit more uh, that's where the whole aging of hip hop comes into play to me. Um, if you got older guys who know how the game goes. And they're still sticking around. They're gonna teach these young guys. So to me, th- that that would be the th- the play, right? Get the young guys to turn on a new on the older guys, and and, and kind of like push that push that narrative where you don't need them. You don't need them to show you what's going on. But actually, you do need an OG 
to tell you how the game goes. But, you know, that's that's my thinking today. I think the OGs dropped the ball probably about 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. Bored, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm just now saying. Now they're starting a union, like KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane and a few of them are getting together and they're actually starting a union. You know what I'm saying? They're getting, they're creating like benefit packages and, and educational packages and stuff like that to try to get to usher in a new era because the wrong people control the narrative. The wrong people control the the the, the influx and output. And yeah, yeah, they get to finance it, but look where they get their money from. The reason why they get to finance it is because of blah blah blah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So the 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 challenge then becomes how do you get these new up and coming artists or these artists that are in the game, they're still young though, but how do you get them to to get involved with what was probably to their better benefit than, you know, I guess fall for what's killing their fucking career? Because most of them only in it for like a, a, a hit single or two and they don't even realize mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? They do, it, they do a few festivals here and there and only a handful of them, less than a handful get to actually last longer than five years. You know what I'm saying? Like Drake, Nikki, those are the anomaly. Uh, who else? Um, yeah, it's just a few. J of them, Cole, J Cole. Yeah, they they they're the anomaly. I mean, and the Kendrick. crazy thing about it though is like those are those are the ones that I, I would even venture to say that it's it ain't even the talent that's keeping them around. It's just so that I believe that the decision makers are deciding we're going to keep them around so it can't be said that we're not creating diversity in the sound. Mm. That's what I. That's how I view it. Because, because back it in the day, dude, it, you could uh, listen to anything you wanted to. Because a lot a of them, ain't, and it's no disrespect to nobody, but a lot of people ain't out here, ain't, ain't talented out here. Like they're not, yeah, doing, they they're not no doing it. Yeah, it, it, they, they're not doing a lot. They're not doing a lot to to uh, ch- affect the change or the way the music is is going. Like the the bar, the bar is so low now. Yeah, the bar is so low. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it real quick. Hold on for a second. Artists are being. I'll just say this. I'll say this. I feel like we are being farmed for our cool. And have we are, been we for are, a while. And uh Forever. and they Forever. I think it's way more, I think it's way they've got it dialed in now. They've got it dialed in. They know exactly what they want from us, they know how to get what they want from us. And that's why you have scenarios that play out the way they do for like a lot of these artists. And like I said earlier, they have uh certain artists in place they allow certain artists to be in place to kind of represent that diversity so it can't be said that that doesn't exist in this genre however the majority of this genre that actually draws in the money would be the shit that most of us that that represent the culture on a real level don't even fucking listen to or don't don't support so much you know what i'm saying i won't say we don't listen to it but we don't support it so much like we we still compartmentalize, but the general public that's actually still kind of like buying into the to, to the music, they don't do the compartmentalization when it comes to this shit. They kind of like this, oh, this is popping. This is what I'm listening to. You Does know? that mean that we've gotten comfortable with where we are with the music? I believe that we've gotten comfortable with the idea that we don't have any control over it anymore. And that's a bad thing. We should not I think be comfortable that we don't, with the situation. I think we've already kind of like resigned ourselves to the fact that we're 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 taking a back seat to the industry now. Like we like to make demands, but we don't know how to take control of it and influence the people that actually contribute to it. And then if 
people do want to push back, then they're painted as not saying, not um, for the people, whatever you want to say, just, you know. I'm not going to say who it is, but I think everybody knows who it is because this is only one person that's vocally to the detriment of his own self (laughs) speaking against the things that you're talking about right now and not in a very um, cohesive way. And that's the problem. That's why the message ain't really getting received because it's not He's never cohesive, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Life force go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, that's that then. Um yeah. Um, I just think that people have gotten comfortable with where they are with what they're hearing not where they are but with what they're hearing and the the music is just the music now is like no one cares about the art form what is supposed to actually happen with it and the actual diversity of what we're supposed to be hearing the hip-hop the uh war music the different types of music gangster music the party music like we're not hearing that we're just hearing all everything seems to be contrived at one group of guys and it's 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 terrible to me so um and then there's no fight in the music all the fight is amongst the people everybody's fighting amongst each other so it's terrible but yeah. when you when, when you're that comfortable with where you are and you don't you're not recognizing it and you're okay with just putting out what they're telling you to put out that's when that's when you get the shit where, where we are right now. It's all bullshit and filler. Everybody sounds alike because they're rewarding guys for sounding like little, little big nuts and, and little yo yo, <laughs> little yo yo fat foot. Right. So <laughs> you got all these guys with these same names. And this, yeah. so the fact that, and this kills me too, that black men will use the prefix lil and I have to say it like that because it's not little, it's lil because it's L-I-L apostrophe such and such person or young such and such it's like why do you not want to be a fucking man that is like you are like Lil Wayne is 40 fucking years old and still like I don't even call him Lil Wayne. I just call him Wayne. And he still refers to himself on his album as Lil Wayne. The nigga is 42 fucking or 40 years old. Like what? I think a part of that just comes from where, where, where these guys grew up at and in the streets. That's how you get your name. You're a little a young and then a big. Right. So um, part of it just comes from that. But. Uh, again, when you're talking about immaturity and not not the progression of the music and growing up, this is what we're going to get. We're going to continue to get this type of music where these guys feel like saying anything that's misogynistic and harmful, genocidal, homicidal to the to the people that they're from. They're going to keep doing that 
because there is no love, care, or integrity for the music that that they're that they're putting out. You know how there there aren't that many J Coles. Name a uh, name name the other four or five outside of J Cole. Kendrick. <laughs> Uh, on the same level, it's people of skill level that are we could name, but nobody is gonna consider them from a is commercial Cord- standpoint. Can we say Corday is one? Is Corday one? Corday, he he's starting to um, he's been bubbling for a minute. I think he's starting to be a part of the conversation. Um, maybe YK Osiris, maybe. If now we talk about like the all the young cash, yeah, yeah, he's people talking about him. I, I, oh, uh, what's the dude? Um, Ace Boogie, yeah, oh, he's um, you know, and then other one guy, of those guys, the other guy from Brooklyn, what's the brother name? J, uh, I forgot his name, Joey Badass, yeah, now, Joey Badass is out of all of those people, I like him the most because I feel like he more so represents the type of hip hop that we like. And he, I mean, on his first song I heard, he was name dropping Mad Lib and he was like 16. Like, they didn't even really know who he was at that point because yeah, he like, hadn't done stuff like that yet. You know, what Freddie Gibbs, all the stuff to make him more known. He ain't done none of that. So you yeah. have to really fuck with music. Yeah, and that's not the type of music that, that they're promoting, right? So if you're a Joey, exactly. Joey Badass, if you're a Joey Badass fan or you like the other guys around that, you're probably listening to their music based off the strength that you're ch- constantly checking in for what he got coming out. Yep. They're not pushing that. They're not promoting that because that is going into the other. That's going in the other direction that they're not, that they don't. Yeah, he's too smart. So that's why a person like him, who to me, way better than Little Baby and all these up, but they're not going to put him in the forefront. Now, one thing that I do like about him, he's taking it instead of like, oh, you're not going to let me do this. I'm going to be on power and then I'm an actor now. So now I'm in your face all the time. So now when I drop another project, more people about to be checking for me and I'm still independent. Like he's smart with it. Now it take a little longer and he allowed uh, a lot more methodical, but the, the people that's in the next generation of the, the next J Cole's and Kendrick's cause these guys is in their mid-30s now. So we need, you know, obviously, if for the culture to continue, who's the young guns? Now, Joey Badass, I think he about 26, 27. He's not that old. No. So, you know, he's definitely in the conversation. Corday, a lot of people you named. Um, Dave East, I like him, but. He be inconsistent sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Dave, Dave, it's not on that. It's, it's not that level, you know. Um, yeah. What I, what I'm saying is the differentiation in music, right? And we don't we don't have a lot of that. We don't have a lot of that currently. So the younger generation, you basically have to ask them, "Yo, who is JID or who is JDI? Who are these right. guys?" Right? And they have and they have to be. He's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they they can either tell you or they can't tell you who these guys are, but 
even with those guys being out, there isn't a lot of push for that. You know, we had the Talib Kweli, we had Trial Call Quest, we had all these different guys, and mm. we, knew, we knew who they were. But the, the and part of that to me is also because of the way the, the music industry has changed, right? You know, there, there aren't the big budgets and there, there isn't a lot of radio play no more because a lot of people aren't listening to the radio like that. I'll, but what I will also say to what you just said, those people you just named, the qualities, the most deaths, and blah, blah, blah. Yes, we, us, you and me, six, we fuck with them. But who was the motherfuckers at that time? Jay, uh, who else was big? Uh, DMX, mm-hmm. uh, who else? Uh, Ice Cube. Jaru. Uh, Ice Cube, and nah, he was actually dying down. Yeah, he, had, he thinking, died down. Uh, but Wu Tang was still people. big. And they start dropping little funny style albums, though. Because think about the W funny style had a couple yeah. joints. That was no, they now. last compared to trying to compare to uh, Wu Tang is forever, though. That's to me is they last like hit you in the mouth ass out. Yeah, of course, of course. That's it. Because now the closest thing that they've made since that that even kind of scratches on the greatness of that album might be eight diagrams. Might be because it's a couple like really hard. Oh, this is Wu Tang shit. Okay, cool, but. They don't got no consistent whole out like they made a double album that both this had at least six to seven songs that was slaps. So in that era that you're talking about, the only person that was different would be Outcast. Right. That was it. That I was mean, it. everybody was either that super East Coast shit, although oh, you had common bubbling then. You the South common. was bubbling. We had common, but he was also East Coast shit for real. It's like he was Chicago, but really, you know what he was on. He was a New York rapping type person. He just was from the crib. Now I feel like weirdly, and I is I didn't even think about this outside of like the crucial conflicts, all that stuff. The first nationally huge artist that sounded like a Chicago like fully not sounding like a Chicago person imitating East Coast rap but just really just being a Chicago nigga is actually Kanye which is weird because he just is a Chicago motherfucker is love it or hate it <laughs> okay now I don't say that he the best rapping motherfucker I'm just saying that as far as the vibe because Yes, he had somewhat of East Coast vibe, but he brought the super Midwest vibe to the East Coast shit. Because what would Blueprint sound like without his influence? You know what I'm saying? Like taking him out as a rapper, but just from the producer standpoint, he had the Midwest soulful sensibility that he kind of injected into that. And it kind of ran with everything. Everybody started copying that shit even more so. You know what I would love to 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 hear? I would love to hear the music that Jess Blaze was doing at that time. Oh, Jess was a dog. 
He was would, also in that vein of I would love to hear what stuff. beats he was he was working on and the people that he was uh hanging out with mm-hmm. when the when the when the blueprint was uh being put together. I would love to hear what he had going on. Because I'm quite I'm quite sure there's some inspiration on both sides. We lost six, man. What happened to six? Oh yeah. Oh, he gone. Yeah, he, he dropped out. Oh, We're going to pause, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck. Uh, did you see this video where it was a pig that was um, in a truck on his way to the the um, butcher place, whatever? What do you call it? The, uh, Abattoir. That's what it's called. Okay. Abattoir. It's French for slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse, yes. So, Pig literally climbs through all the other, which this is how hold, they don't even like pack them in the truck where it's like one layer of them standing. They like have them all on, it's like just fucked up. They're like, you're about to die anyway. Fuck it, just pack it in, right? This motherfucker shimmied through all them pigs and jumped out the top of the truck and ran away. Wow. He knew where the fuck he was going. He was like, uh, yeah, I'm out. I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas doing, but I'm getting the fuck <laughs> out of this truck. That smells familiar where we're going. That smells familiar. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm so good on that. I seen, plenty, <laughs> I seen plenty of motherfuckers go in as a pig, come out as swine, baby. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know where we're headed. Yeah, fuck <clears> all that. Fuck all that. Yeah, that tripped um, me out. I was like, damn. For, any, for anybody that's listening, if you get a chance, check out Seaspiracy on Netflix. It is about how you eat your seafood, how you consume your fish. Um, it'll change, it'll change, it'll change your thinking. I was sitting there happy eating a tuna fish sandwich with cheese. You know, I had put the relish on the, in the tuna. I did all this shit my mom used to do. Whipped it up. And then you get ready to take this big-ass, awesome bite out of the tuna fish sandwich. And then they show you what happens to dolphins. <laughs> and you go, what? This sandwich anymore. Right. Damn it. I finished my sandwich because I worked too hard to get that shit together. <laughs> I, I worked too hard. Fuck that shit. Damn, that's fucked up what they did. Hell and yeah. Man, this shit Look, good. Damn, had, this shit good. Damn. Hell yeah. I, so I had some, the garlic. I forgot what it was. The garlic and, and something crackers. And I had that. Mm-hmm. Then I, 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 then I, the, the wrist crackers. And then after that, I jumped in with the sandwich. And, and now I have six cans of tuna left. And I don't really know. You don't want to ever want to make it, right? <laughs> it's like you know, it's like whatever. Well, you know, just you can donate it. I could donate. Somebody could eat. It, you know, they're not caring about the ethics, and if it's some dolphin in there or whatever, it's just gonna smash. I would like to encourage everybody go watch it on Netflix. See conspiracy. See Spiracy. Go watch it. I, I will watch tonight. Um off tomorrow. So I can I'm just about to work on stuff. And, I'll and there's that. a and there's another one, another documentary that you can check out if you haven't checked it out already. It's called Black Fish. 
check out that one as well. It's about how SeaWorld really treats the killer whales. Or I oh, say, I killers. yeah, I'll never go to SeaWorld. I already know they. Uh, first of all, I don't even remember the last time I went to a zoo. Like I just don't support that anymore because now I understand this is like they're really imprisoning these animals so we could look yeah. at them instead of just you know it's a, a zoo and a light a wildlife preserve is two different things because obviously as people um if we want to get deep on some bible stuff i mean we really entrusted with taking care of and not having dominion over them and making them do whatever we want fucking them over we're supposed to be you know fostering a world where they can also live with us but we're terrible so we're not doing that but on the small levels that we are with these wildlife preserves and stuff like that it's kind of like that's fine but a zoo isn't really you know good at all because it's literally it's, it's, it's the equivalent of being able to go to a prison of people and walk around, not visit them where it's visitation area, but like literally walk around where they're in their cells and point and look at them. But it's with animals from all different parts of the world. And then they have to be in Chicago. Like it's motherfucking zebras in Chicago because of the zoo. Because of a zoo and and they're not in their natural habitat, so they don't get to actually roam. Suppose are wrong. They don't get to, yeah. to move, 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 maneuver around and graze the way that they're actually supposed to, and and, and and scour about on the land or roam about on the land. You're putting them, mm-hmm. in, you're putting them in confined areas that they have to come out to every day and you're forcing them to create a habit where they get used to this. Imagine being a orca. Imagine being an orca. And you're you're let's just say you're the minimum of space that you need is 300 miles. And someone confines you to 10. It's amazing that more people aren't dead. Because that's why they end up turning on the people. They ain't supposed to be around us like that. Not just that's that. That's why this shit happened. Not just, not just that, but don't forget this part, though. Every group of orcas is called a pod. Mm. Right? So if you just so happen to care, capture a pod from Creed's pod, and a couple from O's pod, and a couple from Six pod, and put them all together. What do you think is going to happen? I don't like you because you're not from my pod. So, so now we don't survive, right? Only the so they may be fucking each other up. So how many they lose? (laughs) All right. So through that process, so everything that they're doing to these animals, to these creatures, is another form of slavery. That's all it is. No one wants to say it, but if we call it what it is, it is another form of fucking mm-hmm. slavery. We're just doing the towns. That's why I haven't been to the circus forever. And circuses are gained, uh, losing popularity because a lot of people feel that way about circuses. But 
all of it all of it is slavery you're taking people out of their habitat for the benefit of yourself Mm -hmm. to to entertain others and it's cruel and unusual punishment imagine if i took you out of your element and fed you when i got ready to feed you Mm -hmm. and walked you whenever i got ready to walk you you know what i mean like they don't get that because they they don't understand what they're doing and it's it's not cool there's nothing cool about it these are whales these are orcas they need the space to hunt they have to be able to teach their children their kids their calves how to hunt and they don't have that ability because you have them in captivity so captivity means being captive which means you are a prisoner yes under the 13th amendment you are still a slave if they capture you and and put you into a prison we're not going to get that deep into it but it is there the 13th amendment you can read it for yourself and it's all there so now you look at these animals and like the orcas which is what i'm talking about blackfish not see see spiracy but blackfish the whale takes the, the orca takes the guy that's supposed to be his trainer takes him from the top of the water and he drags him to the bottom of the fucking pool. And he just plays with him like a little rag doll. Man, well, you got you gotta check, you gotta check it out, dude. And, and just what when you get to that point and you see how smart these orcas are, because at any point in time, he could have killed this man. A long time ago. But prior to when he actually did it, because he killed him, right? Or he did. I'm not. I'm not telling he you what died. happens. I'm not telling you. Oh, what okay. Happens. I'm gonna check it out. It's on Netflix as well. That's on Tubi. T U B I. Okay. Okay. So that's free. Netflix and then Tubi. Y'all Netflix. need sponsoring for profits, man. Because I'm asking. We trying to put people on to what y'all be All putting the out into the world. Literally. All the time. This all is the not time. the first time we've done this. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix has <laughs> Netflix has Seaspiracy. Tubi has Blackfish. Man, mm. wait till wait till you see it. This orca dude, he literally takes this man that's supposed to be teaching him how to do tricks, takes him and grabs him and swims to the bottom of the pool. And that pool is like what 50 feet deep. And he's like, yeah, we're just gonna stay down here. 30 feet. We'll say, we'll say 30. We'll just say 30. So we're going to go to the bottom. And has him underwater and the guy's trying to swim back up and grabs him and pulls him back down. And then like just plays around and like goes around him and everything and looks at him like you, you can't do anything unless I say so. Well, I mean, that's the thing. This is an alpha animal. And it's yes. going to impose its will on you. You are little. One thing that fucking humans, we are very arrogant because of our brains. But when we pretend because how we're communicating right now through speech, yeah, we act like that is the only form of communication. So any other animal who may be smart as us or smarter, we don't respect them because they can't communicate with us vocally. So we act like they can't communicate. 
they could communicate with each other. Yes, very <laughs> and well. Probably other animals, low key. We don't even know. Like we really don't. You know, so yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy that. when when you see it and you watch the way this oracle moves this man around, and then the the excuses that the so-called uh owners were or, or the people who were in charge the excuses that they gave right they said that the one lady the reason why the orca attacked her was because her hair was too long i'm like man if you don't go sit your stupid ass down bro it attacked you because you're supposed to be in the goddamn ocean and you don't let it be there so he gonna fuck with y'all that's what it's doing that's dummy. it that's it he's like, not what the hell they don't attack they, they they rarely attack humans in the wild so if they're attacking you while they're captive that tells you exactly what i don't wrong. like you i don't want to be here and everything <laughs> about here reminds me of something wrong mm-hmm. and i know that i'm bigger stronger faster and smarter than you are I'm trying my best to get along with you, but everything about this is enslavement and I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be here. Mm -hmm. Let let me out this five or 10 mile fucking cage so I can go get on these bitches and these hoes and hang with my guys (laughs) the way that I'm supposed to in the wild. But what's the other problem? His wild where he's supposed to be we fucking that up while he in SeaWorld, encaged, and can't even live. We fucking up where he's supposed to be. We throwing, we throwing plastic bags into the ocean. Bottles, everything. We like, sink, it's literally multiple. We, we sinking ships. On purpose. And here's the crazy part. Not only are we sinking ships in the ocean, take shit out into the into space. And blow it up. <laughs> it's like these motherfuckers is crazy. Like, <laughs> I, don't, it's, I don't know how many times I just said this. It's like sometimes, like when you just hear about the shit human beings do, other you know people that's like running shit, you be like. Why I gotta be human with you? I don't want to even be in the same species as y'all motherfuckers. Cause you're not thinking. Like you got to gather, but like the way they do shit is gotta have a backup Bro, planet somewhere look, and got capability to go there and leave look, us there. Cause y'all breathing do all the same shit as me. <laughs> no, no, no full follow-through as to what could happen if we damage the planet. Or, hey, hey, we probably shouldn't put plastic bags and bottles in the ocean. And we probably shouldn't blow up ships in the ocean. But then, not on top of that, not not just that, but then we're going to go out into outer space. And, well, there's no one out here, so it's probably best if we blow this shit up out here. So they send this stuff in space and, and detonating it. Yeah. How long that's been going on? For a while, I'm sure. For a while. There are, there are a million tons of, of, of trash in outer space circling around the globe. 
around this orb that we live on. And they said when they send the they when they send the ships out into space, they have to be very careful of the areas that they go out into. There are over oh and uh, I don't know if you saw the astrophysicist that was on here. He said there are over four hundred uh, satellites out there, and they, mm. have, and they have to when they or when they get them out in orbit, they have to slowly move them away from all the bolts and nuts and everything that are out there all the, the debris because they don't want the stuff to smash into the to the satellites right. and, and fuck them up and then cause more trash so essentially if we had a, a picture of earth a real one it should have a whole bunch of garbage like orbiting the planet mm -hmm. that's what it should look like if you go and check it out if you google it yourself you'll see it you'll see it well like true like what the the true well what what's how should i do it because now i want to see because <laughs> this, is, this is wow earth what picture current picture of earth no 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 you want so what you want to do is uh uh, I think what do you call it? littering in space or space garbage? Okay. And you, it may pull up the image and show you all the little dots of garbage that are circling uh, around the Earth's orbit or something like that. What? Mm hmm. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Filthy animals, man. So that, oh, wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> blow me right now. So, all these beautiful images that they show of Earth, mm -hmm. it really don't even look like that. I mean, it is, but around it is literally garbage. Garbage. Floating in outer space. And they literally have to be careful. They, that's why they're, re, I think, redesigning the ships and everything. Because there's so much debris. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, wow. It's like, it literally looks like how Saturn looks naturally, but back up, back up. I can't see you. I said it literally looks like how Saturn looks naturally, mm -hmm. but the rings. We, but we created all of that being. It's actually sad because very, it's like very sad. We really can't not fuck shit up like whatever we doing it has an adverse effect and we keep doing it we don't be like oh damn if i do this this is gonna happen let me try to figure out how to not have that outcome to fix it and it be ways to do it but they just don't care they just keep doing it the i think wow this even wow. even to what Elon Musk said he wants to do to terraform Mars, right? He wants to set off a bunch of missiles, uh, neutron bombs or whatever it is, uh, every every second or every minute 
to help mm -hmm. to help terraform Mars so we could live there. Hmm. I wonder what the stuff that's already living there would think about it. Or, or, it's some or the area around it that you plan on blowing up continuously for an hour. I don't know, man. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe there's more to it than I know. I know I'm man. sure it is, but at the same time, it's like either it's not hospitable for humans to live there. Like I could see go get little samples, do this, do your little science missions, whatever, and then bring your raggedy ass back to the earth. Like, what are you trying to do? I think that we're just a virus. And as a virus, all we do is spread from one area to the next. That's just what so I think. Instead, so because, so to speak to that, being a virus and being an efficient virus, you're just going to figure out how to survive in that other environment. Correct. And then ruin that place as well. Correct. Because we, we're do, doing a hell of a job with this planet. And this planet is currently trying to fight back. That's where all these diseases and all this other shit come from outside of the ones humans are making and doing yes. whatever and, shit. Yes. But Earth is making them too. And then people are saying that it feels like time is speeding up. Well, when the temperature gets hot, things do speed up, if you know how that goes scientifically. So um, that's another thing, right? So if there is global warming, if everything is heating up and time is time is going faster, you know, all the all those things have a cor correlation. But I believe that we're a virus or a bacteria and we're chewing up the current place of where we are and we plan on leaving here even I'm though even, again. yeah even if we aren't uh, a part of that next mission but they're gonna go to the next area and they're gonna chew that up and, and tear it up as well instead of fixing where they are and trying to do better with what they have mm -hmm. yeah it's a sad situation um once upon a time they said some of us knew how to live in harmony with people without causing so much uh, issues. They, they said there were wars and everything, and we didn't like each other all the time, but it wasn't this bad. But that's thousands of years uh, before we were here. We, we, we're not privy to all that information. Or exactly. So we don't know. That's, if I could go back in time, I just would literally want to be a fly on the wall. Just Man, I, I would just want to see it went down. I just want to see how the shit went down because we got so much misinformation because <clears throat> you wasn't there. So you should just an account. You don't know what's real or what's not. Like, can you imagine going to Africa and? 17 such and such and really seeing how they was taking people from the continent or even seeing how they was really doing shit here where everything is romanticized and all that stuff about the revolution and other things America did that really you know well all that shit's fucked up because it's kind of like okay you revolting against these white people and you doing worse than them to the black people here 
My 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 guy though. Imagine going back to twelve hundred to the twelve hundreds and really seeing what happened because that going back to the dark ages, we have way less information of those times because even but we were prominent. Oh, that's why we were doing our shit. So that's why it's called the Dark Ages for real. 7-Eleven of 1492. And then right after we were ousted out of most of those countries, I think they had like a, a big deal after that. I think it was called the Renaissance. It lasted for like a, a very long time. Yeah, and they, was, they all of a sudden woke up, woke up from this bubonic plague or something and turned it crazy. around. All that... Weird. It's, it's kind of like how America is. Like they have all these black people around mm. and they keep taking all these cultural things and making themselves be kind of better and learn stuff. It was and then almost, they don't want to give no credit to the people they learned it from. It was almost it's fucking like, crazy. It was almost like they said the shit that y'all did over there, the White House mm. and everything that y'all built over there, do that shit over here. But we not going to help y'all. We going to sit back and watch you all do it and then tell you all you all are lazy after you do it. When you all invent the washing machine, the dryer, the blood transfusion, the, the stoplight and all this other stuff, after you guys invent it and we take your inventions, we're going to call you lazy. Oh, and then not to mention all the shit that uh, black people made while they were under the ownership of white people. So you don't even know how many inventions that they created during slavery outside of the obvious cotton gin, which, you know, damn well, black person who didn't want to keep busting a fucking hands open doing that shit was going to figure out a better way to do it. Salute to Louis Lattimore, who, who invented the filament that goes into the light bulb that helps the light bulb light up. Shit like that. It's amazing. Black people are so fucking awesome, but no one wants to give us credit for the shit that we do. But I understand why, because you're talking about self-empowerment and self-education and self-worth. And the people mm-hmm. and, the, and the people that call themselves superior are actually inferior. That's the whole game that they run. That's what this whole shit is about. But Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of The Link Up. One of our guys are missing. Two of our guys are missing. We're going to put out an APB from this point on. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if they got kidnapped. We don't know if aliens have abducted them. We don't know what happened to them. It's just two bald-haired brothers that known each other for the last 20 years who are currently on here shooting the shit with you guys. Um, Creed has uh, Exodus Studios. He has Architects of Mars. He's a videographer, photographer. Me, I'm just a bald head son of a bitch that people don't like because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm smart and, and I keep to myself and I try not to bother people and I don't give a fuck what other people say about me. This is Full Purpose Podcast, The Link Up. I don't know what the team is, man. Smitty, wherever you are, God bless you, man. I know you actually out with the family or you got other stuff going on, but I think Six was abducted by aliens. He hasn't returned. Um, and it's just been me and Creed rocking out this entire time. Man. It'd be like that sometimes, you know. And then there were two, you know? and then there was two. make it interesting, regardless. Because I mean, we've been doing this unrecorded for shit. It's, man, I've known you for 20 something years now. Yeah. What, 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 
Is there a new is there a new book you got going on uh, reading that you that you're reading? A new book? Um, I am reading. Hold on. Let me get this that name. Let's see where it's off. It's over there. I want to grab it. It's a marketing book, actually. I'm been just uh, you know, just formulating the plans for the business. Um, I'm uh I just redid my whole um main website exitstudios.com i read i literally have all new pictures and art uh i added more design stuff i have more of my uh, music video stuff i've done on my own i have um, a lot more styling stuff on there and and that was something that i for some reason wasn't put into the well actually i know why i wasn't put into the forefront before because i was working for a company where the styling couldn't be as diverse as I wanted it to because it was a, a company that was um, basically you only could use their branded stuff. But now I work for a company where it's many brands, so you can actually do like high fashion, okay. high level styling, you know, with hundreds of dollar piece items, which is the shit that we like. So, of course, I'm having more fun with that. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, the book that I'm currently, uh, well, not currently, the book that I'm going to read for anybody who wants to know is by Joshua Metcalf. The book is called Chop Wood, Carry Water. Hmm, what is that about? It's about getting your attitude right um, and making sure that you stand on your principles, morals, and values and push forward and getting shit done. Just being a hmm. man. That you know I what? Read it, I just need one of those books that are like, just to see what another person is thinking about how they think about it. I'm about to grab that book because what you should do is put a link to the Amazon link to that book because it sounds like something that you're listening to read and then the book that I'm reading is also good. I want to get the exact name. One second. Hold on. <clears throat> this is my joint. This is, so, these are the books that we're reading. Go ahead, speak on your book. So mine is called Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. Um, this was a 60-day type course, but I'm actually reading it through for the second time. It's just really great marketing information. It's super simple for anybody to understand, um, and it has helped me a lot with what I've been doing, you know, implementing these uh, principles and strategies, so... Yeah. Check it out. We should we will have links to these, the Amazon links to these um accessible because I'm trying to put y'all on man. Chop wood carry water. The book is about uh uh staying motivated, staying focused on the things that you have going on, um, and, and suffering through going through the process, sacrificing to get to where you're going. Chopper Wood Carry Water is a book by Joshua Metcalf. Um, another was another book that I may have read that I could tell people about that I can't think of right now. What is it? Uh, uh, Warrior of the Light is another book. It's just about about uh, confirmations and asp- uh, confirmations and reassurances. That's all it is. It, it just gives you different things about what a warrior does versus what a warrior does. And a warrior doesn't give up. A warrior doesn't argue with people who aren't on the same path as them. A warrior doesn't doesn't uh, stray away from the path. A warrior doesn't go out his way to embarrass people. A warrior does these things, you know. And it's just these different things that that 
for me and I, that I don't know, they're just reassurances and confirmations that I am on the right path. Uh, some people may say, well, why would you read a book like that if you already know what to do? Well, sometimes you need to know that you are doing the right thing because every now and then you may want to slap a bitch and you have to pull yourself back and get yourself together and make sure that you're doing things correctly to make sure that you don't fall off the path that you're on. It doesn't take much to smash people's ears together sometimes. And I don't think people realize that. Like, it doesn't take much. So you, you read books like that to, re, to reaffirm, to, to, to make sure that you stay in the mind, mind state. Uh, for those who don't know, I lost my mother. That lady right there, that name, lost my mother in June. And it's been pretty fucking difficult, you know, getting back on the horse and, and trying to get shit, shit going and, and stay afloat and be positive and do work be a mentor, be a brother, be an uncle, do all these other things. Like it is, you know, it does fuck with you. So um, reading books like that are just books that just kind of reaffirm and help you just get through the, the through the times that, you, that you're going through. Also having good people in your corner is another thing that helps. Salute to Crystal, my homegirl Crystal, who's been in my corner, Aisha, who's been in my corner. Um, everybody who really has been down, not the people that be sending me text messages saying they love me, appreciate you all too, but the people who actually engage with me and come out and talk to me or meet me someplace and we have dinner or we bowl or we play darts or whatever it is. Appreciate you guys to the utmost. From the guttermost to the utmost, man, I appreciate everybody. You guys are awesome. I think we're done here, Carl, because we've we got motherfuckers missing, man on this podcast and i think we've said enough um, i think we I wanna, can wrap it up yeah i think i want to use my green thumb like you're using it green in the background um and you know bless myself yeah it's time to um to elevate I'm about to uh get one of my joints i don't know what he's <laughs> talking about i don't know what he's doing i don't know what that was but ladies and gentlemen, we are done here. And remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taking. We are done here. You guys be safe, be blessed, take care of yourself. Peace, love, your peace. love all those that love you. And don't worry about the ones that don't. You know, we out. Sir. Bye.